0: You're listening to the Exchange Place podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Exchange, where our hearts, souls, and ears come together for reciprocity and transformation. I am your host, Deborah Faith, and when we get together, we explore topics that help us to better understand ourselves and one another. The Exchange is my personal invitation for you to take inventory of your life. This is our space to be free, vulnerable, transparent. So live in it, Learn from it, invite others to it, and most of all, protect it. Take care of it, and it will take care of you. Welcome back to the Exchange Place Podcast, y'all. Hey! Amazing guest in here for y'all. He is a heavy hitter, but not only that, he is like my friend from, I don't even know how long I, I feel like I know you my whole life.
1: Yeah. I mean, whenever Slick Rick bought his first chain, that's probably <laughs> around the time we knew each other. I was about yeah. to
0: say, I think high school, I yeah, think we yeah. met. Junior,
1: junior or sophomore juniors, year. Maybe
0: sophomore year, yeah. maybe around there. So like 15, yeah. 16, dang. I'm a little older now. Uh (laughs) I'm a little older, but for y'all, I just want y'all to welcome, I call him AB, but Aaron Brown to the show. Hello, everyone.
1: Hello. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure.
0: I'm so glad you decided to come. Me, you've been talking about, like, kind of getting you on the show, and I'm so glad and happy to have you here. I'm glad I'm here. Ah, Because you came a long way. Uh, A long way and a long way. A long long way (laughs) and a long way and a longer way. We're going to talk about that, but... Um, I'm proud of you. I want to tell you that oh, I always you. try to, you know, give my audience when I'm introducing somebody new to yeah. the show. Like I'm super duper proud of you. I've always been proud of you. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. But just watching the evolution of your life, honestly, yeah. and watching you grow into the man that you are, the father that you are, the husband that you are. I mean, you've always been a creative. Y'all here, yeah, yeah, creative. Yeah. So y'all gonna have to check check out his stuff and we'll talk talk about that in a little while but like i have always been inspired by what you do
1: oh thank you
0: and in the manner that you do it and the unashamed behavior that you always had doing it like you've (laughs) always been a b you've always been a creative you've always Mm -hmm. i feel like not been ashamed of like people misunderstanding you or misunderstanding like your yeah. art or anything yeah. but like really stepping out and being like hey this is me and it's dope and you drew you drew a picture for me probably probably Ooh. probably in maybe I was like no I think it was after high school I think it was probably, yeah we were at Berkeley I think we were at Berkeley, Berkeley together yeah, before yeah, I had yeah. went to Montclair yep. and I still have it I have everything that you've ever created and I've been a part of or been invited to or whatever thank
1: you and I appreciate you because uh, I think you sent me uh, the imagery I think I did I wrote like you a, a little poem
0: yeah and then I
1: illustrated like uh, one Sylvester yeah. Sylvester and Tweety
0: Bird I think yeah I did
1: some kind of Parallel. I don't remember exactly, yeah. but I remember it enough.
0: Yeah. It was actually so. I, I, for the listeners, I lost my first son. I had the Sylvester, and I don't even know if you remember why you created it for me or where that came from. And I don't know from your perspective, but I have the tattoo of Sylvester on my back with rest in peace to my oldest son that I lost. And oh, wow. yeah, See, I did
1: not know that. I just thought I just looked at <laughs> it like remember. I remember the tattoo, and I was like.
0: How I'm drawing right here. Yeah. And but, I still have it. The paper wow. is getting a little
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, getting getting
0: a, it's getting vintage. It's getting vintage. It's looking a little vintage. But um I'm glad you could join me today. And I um we had we actually had a conversation probably about a month or so ago. We were talking about the show Mm -hmm. and we are talking about trauma um, because as the listeners know, we kind of, we talk about trauma, we talk about unaddressed trauma and we also talk about the fruit of that and how that kind of showed up in your your life. And you shared something with me which literally kind of stopped me in my tracks if I'm honest, right? So my whole entire life, um, (sighs) y'all, the one thing about AB is that he doesn't drive. Yeah. Right? Yep. And you told me the why behind that and yeah. I was like wait a minute. Like how did I miss that? How did mm-hmm. I not know that? Yeah. How did we never have a conversation about that?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I was like there's again, I'm always intrigued with the why behind what yeah. makes people function and what makes um, things go. But so AB's my whole life, you know, you haven't drove. Um, mm-hmm. We went to school together yeah. right after high school and we would t- take the train and yeah. whatever. Nothing that I never I'd never questioned it. And in my head, just for the listeners, from a friendship perspective. Right. I always thought like I was just like, AB's meant to live in the city and like he's always going to be yeah. like on a train and hopping on a train from trains. But I never really knew your side of the story. and yeah, yeah. When you shared it, he was like, you remember? And I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah. You know, we grew up in Irvington, y'all. Shout out to Irvington. I
1: just, uh, Frank H. Morell,
0: <laughs> Frank H. Morell,
1: right? Or, or Stank H. Morel if you're nasty. I know, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. um, but we grew up in the era of stealing cars. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let you share um just what you shared with me. But yeah. what even the part of I didn't know that you st- stole cars back then.
1: Yeah, so I didn't steal cars in high school. Okay. And you know, I stole cars when I was at Myrtle Avenue School when I was a seventh grader. <sighs> so I stole cars when I was twelve years old. Can and at this time it at this time it was extremely popular, right? Okay. So if if I could parallel it right, mm-hmm. I would compare stealing cars to what like M1 Mixtape did to communities a few years later. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, stealing cars clearly is a, a lot more dangerous. You're you're breaking the law, yeah, and things of that nature. But there was several. Young kids, kids that were older than me, mm-hmm. and adults who were still in cars. That was just like the it was wave. A thing. Yeah, I it remember was like It was like the trend.
0: Thing. Yeah.
1: And so, um, you know, I came up with a kid who, you know, I, I won't mention his name, but mm-hmm. a kid that I came up with, um, he taught me how to pop locks on cars with a screwdriver. And these are more of like the low end cars, right? Okay. And then, there was this device that you you had. It's called a snatch bar. A snatch bar would allow you to snatch the lock out of a car and just be able to pull it open. And so um, as so this a, is
0: 12.
1: Yeah, I'm in seventh grade, 12 years old.
0: Dang. OK, go ahead. Yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: So him and I would steal cars, you know, sometimes we steal cars just to kind of get practice. Mm-hmm. And then the practice was to eventually steal cars and take the cars to this uh chop shop in what we call a neck of Newark, which is yeah, you know, basically the the Brazilian section of Newark, right behind Penn Station. We would take them to a chop shop, mm-hmm. and we'd get three hundred dollars a car.
0: So, oh, okay. So there was a financial thing because I always thought stealing cars from again, I never, I've never stole a car. I've seen it happen. Was kind of being able to do the donuts and do yeah, the... is that
1: too? Okay, is that too? Okay. So. So, that's the financial part of it. I, I only did that four to five times. Okay. Though. So, it's not like I was... It's not like I had a whole year of doing it. Now, yeah. the guy that I was with...
0: That's what he did.
1: Yeah, like, that was his thing thing. That was his thing, yeah. So, um, as a result, you know, um, the guy had asked us to get a specific kind of car. He asked us to get a Benz. And I forget, you know, the make and model mm-hmm. of that particular car. But he asked me to get this band. He asked us to get a Benz. And he was like, I'll triple what I would normally give you guys. Mm. And so, you know, I, I spent, you know, like, I, I think my lifestyle was similar to, to, to you know, interviews that I watch with Nas. He would say, like, I go out in the streets and hang out with friends. It's like this crazy whirlwind of, like, street things occurring, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm in the house, it's encyclopedias, I got both parents in the house, there's like
0: music, there's
1: like learning. So really, if I'm really being honest, I probably should not have, not I should not have, I just should not have been in the streets. But those were my friends and we were so uh, close in proximity, how could I not do the things that, that my doing. brethren were doing, right? The, the kids that I'm... How, how, how am I not part of that club?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm walking to school with you. We going to the corner store <laughs> to get the 25-cent juice and Bonton chips afterwards. <laughs> like, what's... Yeah.
0: So, yeah. you know... So that, too. I mean, what what so excludes that, that part? Yeah, so you yeah. have
1: that, too. So um, So, I'm inside the house. I'm watching... And, and this is going to help date it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm watching... T- I always watched 21 Jump Street with my older brother. Always watched it.
0: Yeah.
1: And so the motto of every story, like, at the end of it, oh, the, the people who committed crimes, only mm-hmm. two things will happen. They would die or they would go to jail. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm thinking, too, like, my mom would kill me.
0: Yeah. My about- dad will kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that.
1: And... um. So, when we were about to go get this Benz, I just kind of, I kind of bailed out on, on my man. I was just like, yo, my mom is on me. I, I made up a story. Yeah. My mom is on me. Y'all, I can't make this run. Okay. So, that, we're supposed to make a run on a Thursday. I remember it clear. It's crystal clear. Yeah. Thursday, I didn't come to school that day. I came to school Friday. I was looking for my man. Okay. He wasn't there Friday. He wasn't there the next week. He got caught. So literally, mm-hmm. I I decide to just bail based off of watching this TV show of my brother. Yeah. And then I come and I'm looking for my man. Mm-hmm. So he's he-, he had to spend a couple of weeks in, in a ju- juvie spot.
0: So had you been in that place and space you would have been Oh I'd in have, that. Been, have
1: been I would have easily been in juvie and I know that's not Yeah. That's not even like at the end of the day that's not really who I was and sometimes you as a young person sorry, sorry. as a young person who is growing up in a the the kind of neighborhoods that we we grew up in Mhm we're looking for things to do we're looking for things to become a part of as we're growing absolutely and so as a result that's something that was happening it was like a fraternity
0: yeah i got you. it's
1: like a fraternity of like
0: what you're a part of
1: what you're a part of yeah i got so um shortly after that i just you know i would still do little things like i would Play hooky here and there with my man because he would do stuff like that, you know, hanging out with girls doing, you know, little things here and there. Um, And then uh, I just wouldn't do any of the crime stuff. Like, he taught me how to do a lot of things. Like, he taught me how to break into how to take uh, my library card because we all had an Irvington (laughs) uh, Irvington (laughs) public library Library card. card. He taught me how to take my plastic library card. Stick it into the bolt of the bolt lock of a door, Mm -hmm. shimmy it a bit, and push it open.
0: So he was breaking in houses too. He knew how
1: to do all that stuff, and I learned those things from you know my time hanging out with him.
0: Okay, so this is from twelve to what age that this This is? This is like
1: all this is all a seventh grade because by the by the time he ends up doing his two-week stint with you yeah, and he's kind of like yeah. in and out I, I I go a different route um, okay. I got a I got an art teacher the art teacher at that time I think his name was Mr Harris I started getting heavily into that mm-hmm. I was baking a little bit yeah and then there was this contest um that I think it really helped me transition because it really gave me confidence was um mm-hmm. it was a contest to make a Bookmark for this program called Riff.
0: Okay, I remember Riff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Reading yeah. is fundamental. Yeah. And I won first place. I got access to like I think they gave you like fifty books free. Okay. Um, and then they gave me a gift certificate for a hundred bucks okay. to the Wiz. Remember when the, the Wiz was like, the Wiz. Yeah, yeah, the Wiz was like a, a <laughs> F- radio shop yeah. kind of a thing. So oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so. And winning first place in that contest, I got, like,
0: yeah. confidence,
1: like, oh, I should be doing this. I should, do yeah. should kind of be... Now, I didn't know exactly what that would land yeah. and be, and nor did I have the vocabulary to really express it at yeah. that junction in time. But you
0: belonged in a different place. But at, I
1: belonged at, in a different yeah. place, and I knew that, and, um, you know, when I would hear about other people's situations versus mine Mm -hmm. I kind of knew that I I shouldn't be doing those things gotcha and so I did stop I would still hang with him I would still break bread you know do certain things with him but
0: but you had like a a clear line yeah yeah. I had a
1: clear line and and he understood (laughs) that and Mm -hmm. he he championed me in that
0: oh I love that yeah yeah probably because he knew that even though he was probably teaching you that stuff that you didn't necessarily belong there.
1: Right. And I remember using some of those techniques he taught me, but Mm -hmm. for good. Okay. So I had a family member that locked themselves out of their car. I knew how to, all right, there you go.
0: And get in their car. Right.
1: Yeah. I had a, in college, I had a girl, she locked, she had an apartment off campus. Mm -hmm. She locked herself out of her apartment. Yeah. And no one was going to be there for the next two weeks. Library card.
0: <laughs> right there. And got it. All right, you win. Yeah. So you go from stealing cards at 12, that mm-hmm. whole seventh grade, right, mm-hmm. to now knowing, hey, this art thing is doing something for yeah. me that I feel like, hey, I belong here. So I no longer yeah. have the desire. And even though I'm hanging with that same friend. Who taught you all this stuff that that's not me. So and like you said, he's championing you in what you are doing positive. So it's not even the, hey, man, why are you not doing this no more? It's like acceptance of like, hey, that's not you. I know who you are. I accept you. So fast forward to where you encounter or even, I guess, in your head say, hey, I want to steal a car again in life? Like what was going on at that place? Cause, and, and what age was that? Exactly. So,
1: um, so if you fast forward past, you know, uh, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th mm-hmm. grade, I'm about to graduate from high school. Right. Wow. Okay. Right. So, so, you know, I, I've still like, you know, I'm cool with all of these different folks, right. Okay. Including him. Um, but, You know, sometimes I think as a young person, you just get ideas in your head that just aren't really great ones, right? Like, it may seem like a great idea at the moment, but it's not really, right? So we all get these ideas of, like, paying homage or uh, there's this thing I want to do before I leave.
0: Yeah, I got you like right, one right. one last time i'm going to do yeah. this before right, and i'm a, i'm going to go out with a bang so yeah, you, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah like i want to do this one last time cuz i i feel like my time in this community after i leave is yeah. uh, it's going to be different or i'm i'm probably not going to be here what it's going to look like i had no idea mm-hmm. but um yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> Sorry, I, I remember it, you know, like it was yesterday. I I go and see that same guy, you know, just you know, I meet him at gym.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: like, hey, bro, I got this idea. Yo, I wanna do um just like one last uh stolen car ride. We just do donuts somewhere. It ain't gotta be no high traffic area, just whatever. And mm. so he looks at me.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and he's just like, "Bro, take your yeah. to school."
0: Oh, okay. So he he doesn't. He's like, "No." He like, nah. he's like, man. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <You laughs> go ahead. You don't go have a seat. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. like you're not. You're not.
0: You're not you're, not.
1: you're not built for this. Like, yeah. this ain't really. And you're about to go to school. Like. Why even chance doing that? Doing that, yeah. So you know how gym was structured. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you had you had ninth and tenth graders all in the same,
0: yeah,
1: at the same time. The same and if time. you're sitting on, like, say, you sitting on the bleachers, i gonna
0: say if you're sitting on the bleachers, sitting
1: on the bleachers, like I'm chatting with him, and you know you got you got your young your young goons that's coming up listeners. graduating and they're they're goondam and they're like kind of listening or you know maybe they're gonna talk to him afterwards because you know they're really in it, you know what I mean gotcha. so they overheard what I said to him okay. right one of them was in ninth grade, the other one was in tenth grade
0: mm. so and they're you're younger and, you're and I'm a
1: senior <laughs> right yeah so so like. As I continue telling this, like, um, hold (laughs) up. Keep that in mind. Like, you know, I'm I'm an elder, right? Yeah. So there's part of that there, right?
0: Gotcha. All right, so. so you you didn't know them at all. I like I've seen them. Seen them in the but you know you don't fraternize so to. But you know how the, it is in in high school. Yeah, too. Yeah, the yeah, Seniors don't really unless you're like family or whatever. Right. You don't really talk to the right. underclassmen, so to speak. So, so to speak. Yeah. So
1: I've seen them. Gotcha. I've seen them around. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that. Like to this day, I don't even know their real names. I know their. You know, that like community whatever. name, like, you know what I mean? People I don't even know their them. real names. Mm. So, <clears throat> so they go, hey, man, I heard what you were saying to homie, like, yo, um, they're like, yo, meet us on Friday at such and such. We supposed to do a job anyway. We'll put you in the whip. We'll spin you, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Whatever. So, you know, I, I think it's just like, you know, when you're a younger person, even though I wasn't a street dude, I was cool, though. You know what I mean? Like, I was one of the cool, cool dudes. Cool. So, <laughs> as a result, it's kind of like them showing love or respect to the elder, elder states. Like, yeah. oh,
0: I, we got a job. You just come through. Yeah, and just come go, through. We'll yeah. spin you. We'll blah, spend blah, blah, blah. And that
1: yeah. just means, like, do a couple yeah, of donuts. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. donuts.
0: you going to get in the car. Or yeah. And then
1: that'll be that. All right. So I'm supposed to come meet them, right? And I just to break it down. Normally, I had chores to do at home, right? Mm -hmm. I got, I got, I got a mama. She's serious. That's that's just. I was about
0: to say she's my type of mama. I got you. (laughs) I got
1: the serious mama. Mm -hmm. So normally I would have done my chores. I do them on Thursday. So Mm -hmm. Friday, Friday, you know, it's Mm -hmm. on and popping day. I could just do whatever Whatever on a Friday. But I forgot, for whatever reason, I didn't do my chores on Thursday. Okay. And you know, Mama.
0: She like, where you going?
1: Uh, what's good with them chores?
0: <laughs> Get them chores together. I
1: got you. So I had to do the chores before I head out to meet them. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to meet them on the corner of Stuyvesant and Clinton Avenue.
0: No, Literally no.
1: right up the block.
0: I was about to say, yeah. I,
1: Literally right up the block. Due okay. to my chores not being done. You know, I, I got there a little late. You get like what I'm how, saying?
0: Like, how late do you think you got Probably there? Probably,
1: like, not even by a lot. Like, 10, 15 minutes. Okay. So, I go and meet them from this, sp- you know, by the spot. I go in the corner store. Because, you know, remember that corner store was right mm-hmm. there? I went in there, just kind of look around. I wait for a few minutes. I'm like, ah, I must have missed them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I'm walking back down. Now, granted... I remember exactly what whip they were supposed to get, um, and I'll tell you another story later on mm-hmm. about that. So it's supposed to be MVP M. What was it? MPVs were like the
0: thing. It's like
1: a minivan, but it was like a dope minivan. I don't know,
0: and people used to steal them all the people time. People love them. Yeah.
1: So we were supposed. So they were supposed to steal a silver MPV.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So all right. So I don't see them at the corner. I walk past IHS. I walk past like the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then I think there was a right eight here across the street. Yeah. And my friend, uh, you know, one of my best friends from high school, he lived on that block, just on the other end, closer to the Orange Park. Okay. So, literally on that corner, yellow tape is up, ambulance is there. What do I see? silver m p v upside down, I see one kid he's kinda like on a stretcher it's the it's one of the kids mm-hmm. I see him he's on the stretcher the other kid in a body bag he's in the bag he's zipped up, and mm-hmm. at that time, I mean I don't know what the <laughs> I don't know what medical people were thinking. But body bags were white at that time. Yeah. So you could see it seeping through. (sighs) So I'm like, I'm there, and I'm just looking. And I'm like, that's them. That's them. So I I probably stood there longer than I I should have.
0: Yeah.
1: And then um, later on that day, I just... You know, I go to my my boy's house who's down the block. I just stay there for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Do you tell him?
1: Nope. Nope. I don't say anything because the only people that know are me and the two kids. (sighs) Like, my man don't even know.
0: So your man that told you no don't know?
1: My man said no.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: And then, fast forward, a couple weeks later... He brings it up to me. He's like, see, this why, he's like, this why you supposed to be going to school. You seen my two homies that was behind me when you was talking to me?
0: And mm. never knowing that you were supposed to be there? Nope. Mm. So what do you do with that? Like,
1: I mean, I, I, I mean, sit on it. Like, I'm just like. There night, there days that I think about it. There's days that I'm like, oh, uh, I just go and uh There's days that I've uh, that I like near the ending of our school year, senior year. I was skipping a lot of schools, just like yeah, like you know, dancing with it.
0: Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. I think um, I think I even there were parts. Of the school year when I, I did some reckless things that I feel like I probably wouldn't have done had that not occurred. Like I got into a fight with one of my other friends over a girl. Yeah. Um there were just certain things that and, and to the to the eye of other folks it probably didn't look like anything and I'm not saying anything. Yeah, you know So who knows anything?
0: Yeah. So did you not feel like there was anybody that you could talk to at that point? Because I know trauma is funny like that. Like, again, especially when you're you've experienced it and other people haven't witnessed or are aware that you experienced it. Like, did you ever think of talking to somebody about it or did you always just feel was it like a guilt that you held that you were just like? I
1: felt like it was a guilt that I was supposed to hold, but also too. um just, like, the, the social construct of, like, poor communities is, like, not to talk about those things. Like, you couple it. So you 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 got to couple that with, with two things, right? Mm-hmm. So you got, like, you have, like, these street codes, right? Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I was only a part-time thug, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? I but, got you, though. But there's like street codes, right? And then there's like the the social construct of like, yeah, we don't talk about that stuff. We we yeah. just we we man up and we just
0: keep going, right? Yeah. So
1: those are the the social constructs of growing up in
0: that environment.
1: In, in that kind of environment, it kind of teaches you to stay away from speaking about things. Yeah. Like, and then there are so many things that I did, uh, speak about on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I watched other men and they will hold back on everything. Right. So I'm pretty expressive in general about most things. Gotcha. But there are some things that I do bury. And just because of the nature of that, the guilt, um, the guilt, the shame, the um. There's so many things you feel, but you don't know how to feel. I
0: was about to say because that. you're
1: taught to not. You're taught to like man up, follow these codes. Man up. just like man up. Yeah. Just Sucking be okay up. with yeah with whatever comes your way. And you know, I had seen a bunch of things. Happen outside of that, like I've seen people get shot close range, yeah. That hit me different because, um, one, the people that I've seen get shot they survived, so that's one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: two, most of the death that I had ever witnessed was always someone older, so I associated death with oh, yeah, you you lived your life, and now it's your time, yeah. But to uh to see two kids, well one didn't die, he, he have I think he has like a permanent like injured
0: like leg. disability. Disability,
1: okay. yeah. Um, but the other kid he did die. Yeah. So you being someone older, there's the guilt of like, damn, I should have guided them. Like, what was Better, I thinking uh, about, yeah. right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I think for a moment in time in my mind it was my idea to do it so it, it was, felt
0: like it was your idea but you felt like what they when they said hey come with us like you had given them that idea more so than right. they were planning to do right because
1: you know I came to my man with that idea yeah to do that they just they were gonna do that regardless gotcha but in my mind, it was my idea, and it's happened.
0: Yeah. So, how long before you talk about this at all? Like, that's at what are you seventeen when you graduated?
1: Uh,
0: probably. Uh, yeah, seventeen. You were seventeen. Yeah. At what age did you have a conversation? Because again, I and I like I told the listeners I never asked you why you didn't drive. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I never. Yeah, yeah. I never pushed you on it. You'd be Man. like, I'd be like, okay, a b he on the train. I already know, like, whatever. I'm gonna scoop you up. Like, it, it just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't something that got pushed. I know from my perspective. I'm not sure in throughout your life if other people pushed you to even have that conversation. So, at what point does that come back up? Because I know you're dealing with it, what, whether it's buried or not. I'm sure there's probably glimpses of certain things that happen yeah. along with you. Yeah. Was it a, let me ask you this. Was it a, like, conscious decision, like, okay, because this happened, I'm not going to drive? Um. Or was
1: it the fear no, of, like... I mean, yes and no, right? So there were moments that I would still drive. I would still, like, I even took... Uh, I took the driver's test. And Mm -hmm. I remember we were at Berkeley.
0: Mm -hmm. It
1: was probably the first year we took the driver's test. Mm -hmm. And I had took a few lessons. And the lady was like, oh, you're really great at this, right? But I get to the test and um, I fail. And so with these things still flashing back in the back of your mind, it's not that I it, I think I felt like, oh, I don't deserve to drive. <sighs> so.
0: Wow. That's deep. That had me different because I'm like, is it a I, I don't want to hurt anybody else, but like not deserving to drive because of what had happened and what had, you know, what those God rest his soul to the one that passed away and the other one who's disabled. Yeah. Um so when do you have a conversation like what brings this up to surface where you feel like hey this is something that happened when I was 17 but I'm seeing either fruit in my life from it or it's something that is still a nightmare to me or still something that I can mm. play back cuz I feel like trauma um it's like I can I can play back all of the trauma like it was yesterday it's so clear and concise like you know what I mean and yeah. Depending on what triggers that, like what triggered it to be like, hey, this is an issue like I've never talked about that I've buried so long. Where where yeah. where are you at that point that you even have a conversation about it and address it?
1: So I think for a long time I did not have conversations about it. Mm-hmm. Like people would sometimes ask me about it and I just feel like it's one of those things when like seriously, if you don't want to talk about something, mm-hmm. you'll find a way not to. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Whether it's something as simple as like changing a subject when someone brings it up or just going dead silent. Yeah. Because I've done both when people have asked me questions surrounding that, right? Mm. So that was that. And so I remember um, this is around 2004 or maybe 2005 because I graduated from Rutgers in 2004 and then one of my good friends who... You know, we lived with with each other. We were roommates for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, He had graduated in 2005. Okay. And so I was living in New Brunswick at the time. And um, we were about to become roommates. And he just got a job. He just got this new car. The car was fire. Yeah. Fire. And so in that moment, I'm trying to get my courage up around just, like, letting go of this. Yeah. So I would be like, so I said to him, Yo, let me um, let me let me pour your drink back in the driveway. I'm just trying to get over myself a yeah, little bit surrounding like this. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "All right, cool, cool. I'm gonna run to the store." Gives me the keys. I put the key in ignition start. I just stop. I, I think I even like hit my head on like the horn a couple mm-hmm. times, like like this, and then um. He comes back from the store. He sees me just still there. He's like, dude, what?
0: Like, what's wrong?
1: Yeah. And so I'm like, yo, you, yeah, you just pull it back. And I'll just get out the car. So, you know, and this was 2005, though. Dang. And so here's what I'll say, too, is like, uh, for me not. You know, trying to communicate that to anyone, not sharing. Because mm-hmm. I know my friend, he was open to hearing, like, what... what's wrong
0: at this point. And probably knew, like, again, I'm sure coming back and seeing you like that, he like, yeah. yo, what happened? Like, what's yeah. up? What's good? Yeah. And it's a fire car. Like, I just got a brand new car pulling in. Like,
1: like I think it was a slingshot. That joint was fire. <laughs> it was a fire <laughs> whip, especially at that time. Yeah. Um, but... Just got out the car, went in, went in the crib. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna holler at you later. Just kinda like Yeah. Um and so I, I remember if you fast forward, like at this point I'm I got I got pretty decent jobs as far as like career wise, you know, I'm working for, you know, banks, I'm working for NBA teams, so my career is kinda like
0: Yeah. It's
1: in order. You know, things are going the way that they're going. Um And then I think, you know, what propelled me to really uh, start wanting to manage it and Mm -hmm. get back to it was, like, um, I thought about, you know, when I'm in a serious relationship and then I have kids and then what is that going to look like if it's, you know, um, it's time to pick them up or whatever it may be. And so... And, you know, I'm still working on it now, but um, what did that look like? And so that's kind of what, because of the relationship that I was in Mm -hmm. and the the woman that I was with, who uh, is now my wife, Mm -hmm. that propelled me to kind of, like, think about how to start handling it so that I could just be a better contribution in our relationship and then just, like, you know, those kind of things. So that's part of what pulled it out of me.
0: Okay. So was she the first one that you had the conversation with of like why you don't didn't drive? Nope. So
1: nope. So all right, so I have this thing where um if I'm talking to a crowd of folks, mm-hmm. so much easier cuz I don't have to focus on anyone. I could kind of walk
0: back and forth. Walk back and yeah. forth.
1: I don't have to f- give a focal point like talking to you right now is actually more... I'd be more nervous talking to one or two people in a room versus it could be a thousand people in a room. Okay. That's easier for me because I don't have to really... It's
0: like I don't have to
1: really give you me like... I know what you mean. When Uh, it's one-on-one, you gotta give yourself. I was
0: about to say, it's more of a... um, And I always call it naked feeling when somebody is connected directly to you and you're directly exchanging with them. It's more of a... You know, a transparency and and people you feel like people see you more, even though obviously is more people in the room. So more people are seeing you. But it's a different connection and a different vulnerability to have when you're one on one with somebody. Right. I got you.
1: So with that being said, sharing Mm -hmm. with you my comfort zone of speaking. Speaking. Yeah. The first time I shared it, I shared it with it was probably 30 people in a room. I was doing this program called Landmark. Okay. And so Landmark is kind of, you know, for lacking of a better phrasing, it's like a self-improvement, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being self-aware and just like taking a look at you.
0: Yeah. And how
1: you can express yourself better, things of that nature. Yeah. So um, the first time I shared it, oh, my God, I didn't even get through it without 10,000
0: Tears.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and then, you know, I mean, ugly Denzel Washington acting cry. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. like you know, just like
0: But that's something that you've been holding since seventeen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And at this
0: point at, at that time that you're talking in front of that group of thirty, how I'm, old are you?
1: Oh my gosh, I'm like late thirties, you know what I mean? Wow. So so, you know what I mean? Like, I, I held on to that for that long. Mm-hmm. And when you hold on to something that long, it is hard to come out of it. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So, um, I do think it was difficult. And then most of the people that were really, really, you know, in my life, mm-hmm. you know, I, I called them and I started sure. telling them one by one.
0: Okay. And did you feel free after that? Like
1: yeah, definitely. I think even after the first time, yeah. there's like a level of freedom that you have. Yeah, right.
0: And weight that's off, like and
1: weight that's off because it's something that you've been burying for forever. so long, right? Yeah. So you know.
0: Yeah. So since you've been able to, and thank you for sharing um, all of that because I know it's it's not easy to talk about your traumas, no matter how long it's been or how yeah. many times you t- tell the story. I feel like, I feel like, you know, it impacts us. So thank you for sharing with everybody. Yeah. Um, I think from, from, from that day forth, I really want to know. So what has changed? Like, do you think after sharing, of course the freedom happens. Now you feel free. You're able to even thank God you're able to come and share with the listeners that I have. But like, I guess from your perspective, have you started therapy or counseling or what? Because I know you have two small children, like you said, right? You um, have a beautiful wife that now you want to be able to contribute to picking up the kids. And I I know you guys are in the city, so trains might be a factor, too. But, like, what does that look like? And now are you on the road of, like, hey, I'm going to get my—do you have your license? No. No. Do you?
1: I do it. Sorry to get it. And I will have it.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. You will. You will. I believe that. And I think, you know, my, my my own prayer for you as you were talking is that, you know, I think we're always triggered in in trauma. Um, and people who have experienced trauma, I think we always have triggers that bring up what we have experienced. But being able to manage them, like you said earlier, and like being able to take a step back and be like, Okay, maybe not today, but I'm gonna try tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And like like to give yourself grace yeah. in that area because it's not a like it took you um from seventeen to late thirties to even be able to share that. To be able yeah. to heal that is even you know, it's I don't wanna say it's even longer, but it's a it's a process. Yeah. And give yourself grace in that. Because you're needed on the on the road. We, we trust you. And, you know, I, I, you know, as much as and, I'm, and I don't want to downplay the trauma, but I feel like all I kept on here is God's intervention, like God's intervention of, you know, before when your, your, your friend even got locked up god's intervention mm-hmm. of like your mama may be hard on chores but that's like literally god's protection for you and your boy saying no might have not been enough but your mother's saying you gonna do the big on chores <laughs> before you go there is it really is god's protection yeah. there's been so many things in my life that i can think back to that i should have i would have been at that I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Or in places and spaces that I know I would have been there. And then later on, you hear something tragic happens and it's just like, all right, God, people, I don't care what you believe in. I don't care what you call them or whatever. And it's even when, you know, there's been moments I've been sitting, you know, at at a stop sign or sitting at a light. And for some reason, I'm just like, I ain't going. And before you know it, a car fly through. You know what I mean? Like those... Those particular things yeah. are not by coincidence or, yeah. you know what I mean? So I just, I think, too, it's always the story that we tell ourselves too. Yeah. And no, you said sure. that, like, um, sure. and again, God rest, um, you know, that, that young man's soul. And, you know, I'm praying for the guy who is disabled for life. But at the same point, it's like, that wasn't your fault.
1: Yeah. And um
0: and you have to know that, you know what I mean? Like and that's what you have I, to tell yourself, you know, speak nice our ourselves as well.
1: Yeah, and I think that's I think that's part of what I gained yeah. in in some of that healing is like you know, I, I did blame myself for it yeah. for a long time.
0: Mhm. I I understand.
1: And so as a result, you kind of get it.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it in a different facet. And I also think you said something um, being older. Um, yeah. And I've shared on this show a ton of times, you know, losing my sister. Mm-hmm. But I always felt responsible in the responsibility area because I was older and there was a part of me that felt like you should know better, you should have checked on her earlier, you should, you know what Mm. I mean? And I would, would, that's what I would speak to myself for years and years and years and years. So there was a guilt that I held from her not being here yeah. like on myself and you know again i showed up in different ways than than yours it made me want to help everybody regardless of what it was doing to me mm. so it made me the hero because now i want to show up i want to be on time i want to be on you know mm. what i mean there's stuff there's Got fruit it. in my life Got that it. shows the 12 year old that could not save her sister so i do 100 percent understand i want before we um Excuse me. Um, log off. Uh, log off for this episode. Yeah. I would love to know for because I I do think there's a difference, and I think everybody that 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 suffers trauma, um, but I do think in the male um, perspective there's just a heavier weight that men have because people are just like you know chuck it up, suck it up, or whatever, and there are yeah, so many sure. men that are walking around so heavy mm. with childhood things yeah. with you know things that have happened that do not know how to express themselves yeah. do not know how to communicate are literally suffering in silence and yeah. i would love to know any wisdom that you can impart for men who have experienced whether it's growing up in you know yeah. urban areas and seeing stuff that we thought was normal but wasn't normal yeah. and feeling like, oh, I'm keeping the man code or I'm, you know, what I'm saying I'm I'm sucking it up. Like, what would you say to the, you know, what I mean, your brother who is next to you, who's struggling with something that nobody else knows about right. and feeling like I'm just going, to you know, I'm going to be a man. But it's still there and it's still bothering and affecting yeah. their lives.
1: Um, So I think, well, the blessing now is that I feel like there's definitely been a tremendous shift in our community as far as, uh, you know, being self-aware mental health and things of that nature. So, you know, I have friends that go to therapy. Yeah. You know, I have friends that openly speak with multiple people, you know, with things that are going on in their life to try to come with some sort of resolve. So I think, you know, in, in this stage of the game and where we are as far as the way that our communities are working, you know, it's been a shift. So I would say, you know, talk to people. Yeah. Um, if you feel like you need to get therapy, do that. I mean, there's so many different forms of therapy Yeah. based on what I've done research on is group therapy. There's, you know, yeah. individual therapy. And then, you know, you can actually get even more specific with therapy. Like there's, Different types of the and it's out there. Yeah, and even if you don't want to do therapy, you can just start talking about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my therapy started the moment that I spoke to that group of thirty.
0: Mm, yeah, I get it. The exchange is my therapy, yeah. uh, and I, I I am in therapy. But yeah, I agree with you. But I think this place and space is always so therapeutic for me because it gives people and I pray that those who are listening, it yeah. gives you mirrors and windows. It gives you people who know (laughs) where you are, but also you are a window to somebody to say, hey, you held that from the time you were 17, but then you sit here today and are able to even speak about it. You know what I mean? To whomever will listen to this. So I love this space and this again is my therapy so i i thank you for coming and sharing with us you had me in tears i don't know if y'all can see it but yeah yeah yeah, i I was crying a little bit y'all i shared one
1: off this side yeah Yeah, you gotta do i
0: always cry from this side so usually y'all can't y'all can't get it (laughs) um but i'm so glad that you came um to spend some time with us and share it was it was heavy but like if that yeah. makes sense. And um, can you tell the people, A, where they can find you? You got on this dope, these, <laughs> this dope apparel. Y'all, he got a dope apparel line. Every once in a while, he sent me a little treat. But <laughs> he got a dope apparel line um, that you guys need to check out. And I'm going to need one of those. But I think I might need big instead of pop. I ain't sure yet. <laughs>
1: okay. So uh, so the name, clearly my name's Aaron Brown. The name of my clothing brand is Royal Threads NYC. So and that's Royale spelled with the E instead of just the L. So it's Royal Threads, NYC, and yeah. you can find me at a .com or on social with that. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: You. Got you. And what's this? What's this new collection called?
1: So this new collection is called Black to the Future, and the idea and concept behind it is that. Um, If I could go back in time, I would save Biggie and I would save Pac and I would see how the hip hop community would kind of thrive. And then I'm going to do an extension where I do MLK and Malcolm X, because if I could go back and save them, I would do the same and I would see what the state of our community would be.
0: Wow. I would love to know that, too. (laughs) Black to the future, y'all. Well, we will see you next week. We out of here. All right. All right.